everybody. Welcome to Hebsey on Sports episode. David Krejci, Lee Smith, and Mike Flanagan. Yeah, number 46. We're brought to you by Crosswinds Golf and Country Club in beautiful Burlington. There's still time to get out there and take advantage of their fall specials. Or book your 2019 or 2020 wedding there. Go to crosswindsgolf.com. We're also sponsored by John Vassos, the mortgage specialist, and a big Leafs fan. John... I don't, I don't know why I threw that in. John, John got me a great rate uh, on my mortgage, and he can do the same for you. Contact John Vassos by text or by phone at 647-533-1440, and I'll answer any questions you may have. Today on the show, opening night for LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers, and what did the fans get? They got a Pier 6 brawl, suspensions handed out, threats and everything. They're talking about banning fighting in basketball. Can you imagine? Killjoys. <laughs> Just two squads left standing for the World Series. Who do you like? The Boston Red Sox or the Los Angeles Dodgers? We'll get into it a little bit a little later on. And the Raptors actually left Kawhi Leonard at home instead of having him fly to Washington with the rest of the team the other night. So they didn't have to pay for a hotel suite, and they didn't have to give him a per diem. <laughs> and they won the game. Now that's value. Now really, that is smart, smart move by the Raptors. First up, though... Um, <clears throat> I forgot about the trivia the other day. Uh, this is episode 46. I want to apologize for what I didn't say in episode 45. I had asked who the first Toronto Maple Leaf was to have worn jersey number 45. And then I told a whole story about I saw his first name and everything. I forgot to mention the guy's name. It was Zdenek Nedved, wow. who wore number 45 for one game in 1995. Then he took jersey number 20 for all of seven games the following season. And then he came to he had jersey number 10 for 23 games. And then at the age of 21, the NHL career was over after just 31 games for Zdenek Nedved. So there you go. Remind me, he was Peter's brother? Nah, no. I don't know. I thought nah, I'd take a, a shot cousin. I think he was a okay. cousin or something like that. Um, and so since this is episode 46, do you know who scored the most goals as a Leaf wearing jersey number 46? <laughs> I don't. I can't even, know, off the top of my head, I can't even so, think of a Leaf that wore 46. 46 is really not a, like, I don't think anybody ever went, yeah, I want 46, man. <laughs> I don't think anyone ever said that. Not even Roman Polak, who scored tw- Polak, who scored twelve goals in his Leaf career. Uh, it's not him. Most goals with a uh, Leaf wearing jersey number forty-six was uh, Joey Crab, who had fourteen goals over two seasons from twenty ten to twenty twelve. There you go. You know, we I, we forgot about Joey. Yeah, I kind of like this. I kind of like the trivia thing. You know, when we did Sportsline, and Mike, you watched the show. I did. You were a regular watcher. Part of the hook to Sportsline was you give the uh, viewers the trivia question right at the beginning of the show, and then you force them to wait until the very end of the show to get the answer to the trivia. And you see, people that couldn't stay up until midnight, actually 12.05 back in those days, which was late, and then Mary Tyler Moore came on. Uh, if you didn't stay up, you didn't get the answer, and then you people would phone us the next day. before This is before email. They'd phone and say, what was the answer to the trivia question last night? I couldn't stay up. And me and Jim would just say, uh, too bad. Get a VHS And then, no, no, then. seriously, here we go. <laughs> Sorry, you didn't stay up to watch. Right? We punish them. You have to stay up to watch the whole show. And the sponsors were happy about that. So I thought, man, maybe we can incorporate that into Hebsey on Sports. So here's a trivia question, all right? And the reason I'm doing this, we're talking about retired numbers. Paul Correa had his number retired by Anaheim last night. I'll get into that in a second. But anyway, so there are only so many guys in the NHL that have had their jersey number retired by two different NHL teams. Okay? You know who the big one, you know. I don't have to tell you. There's a few. But there's one guy, only one, in the history of the National Hockey League that has had his number retired by two different teams, and it's two different numbers. Got it? Uh, Yep. I think I even have a guess, but yep. So there you go. So uh, we'll reveal that a little later. That's the trivia. So now you have to stick around for the rest of the podcast. You can't just go now because you got, oh, who is that guy? 
<laughs> Think about it. First, the only guy in the history of the NHL to have his number retired by two different NHL teams, but it's two different numbers. Got it? Yeah. Good. Okay. So let's uh, let's talk about these Maple Leafs. The suddenly punchless. Oh my God! Two games and only one goal. Oh my God! They're six and three now. What's gonna happen? Relax, folks. First of all, they played a lot of games, more games than anyone else in the league. Now they're off till Wednesday when they take on the Jets in Vinderpeg. Uh, and they yesterday held a rare Sunday practice. And apparently Coach Mike Babcock told Austin Matthews he's not as good a player as Connor McDavid. <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> or Sidney Crosby. He actually said, no, nope, Crosby's like you, Mike, the other day. He agrees with I you. I felt like he was the, uh, he agrees we took you. his crown too early. Yeah, he agreed. No, he says Crosby's still the best. And it's, man, Crosby's 31 years old. He's not the player he was when he was 27 or 28. He's still pretty darn good. So maybe, I don't know, maybe that's the question. Who's better, Crosby or McDavid? But anyway, let's get back to Winnipeg. So by the time they drop the puck Wednesday in Winnipeg, Wednesday, will Austin Matthews still be the NHL scoring leader? Will the Leafs still be leading the East? I mean, they're sitting for a few days here now while the other teams catch up. Right, while well, teams who have only played five or six games get a couple of games in while the Leafs relax. And these so, teams we thought were lousy had good starts, yeah. uh, Ottawa and Montreal. Yes, especially very true. Montreal. Now, if I would have told you that after nine games, the Leafs would be six and three and leading the East, you would take it a million times, right? Yeah. You wouldn't say, well, how's Matthews doing? And how's Marner doing? And how's Tavares <laughs> doing? And by the way, Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Kapanen have every Leaf goal except for two. Got it. Uh, Morgan Marner's- Riley scored an overtime once. <laughs> oh, sorry, mm, he did. Yeah, I remember he scored the overtime winner in Chicago. Uh, <laughs> there you go. So uh, yeah, uh, so the forwards. Yeah, only two other forwards have goals. Okay, one. I think Par Lindholm has one, and Connor Brown has an empty netter. Okay, the other ones are all by Martyrs, Matthews, Kapanen, and uh, Tavares. So do the Leafs need a little help with scoring depth? Maybe William Nylander, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> What's the story with Nylander? So Kyle Dubas says, you know, I'm, I'm going to Switzerland, not to ski and not to find a chocolate factory, but to sit down with William Nylander and maybe clear the air, maybe get things going here. So maybe Nylander can sign by December the 1st. You got to sign by December the 1st or else you can't play the rest of the year. So, you know, we're coming up to the end of October here. So let's get serious, right? So now I, I'm thinking that Dubas goes and he explains to Nylander the cap situation and why they can't pay him as much as he'd like on a long-term deal. Maybe he can sign a bridge contract. And he, there's, he's saying, like, we, want to, we love you. Leaf fans love you. Come to Toronto, please. So this is sort of where they're at. And um, he's going to sign whether he, whether, I mean, I was thinking, you know, if he could, in the NBA, they do this like a sign and trade. Like they sign him to a long deal and then they immediately trade him. Right. <laughs> Imagine, but they won't do that. They want him and they need his help as well. And especially the last couple games, he's got the leverage. Nylander's now got the leverage. Okay, he didn't have it after the first few games. They were scoring like in bunches, Kapanen, but now you can tell they need Nylander. He's the happiest guy in the world that the Leafs have stopped uh, piling in the four or five goals a game. He's a lucky guy because you're right. When we were scoring five goals a game, we were all laughing like, oh, Nylander, he's trade bait. And now we're all like, oh, we could use that shot, uh, that infusion. Well, we, we were on the side of management. And now we're on the side of the player. <laughs> we should always be on the side of talent. Yeah. Take a note. Uh, in the meantime, Nylander is staying in shape. He's playing with uh, Dornbirner EC. That's in Austria's. Well, you knew this. It's in Austria's <laughs> top tier league. Of so course. the top tier league in Austria would be how good? I mean, okay, he's working out. He's practicing with them. They're like a minor pro team, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> top tier team in Austria? Is that like being the world's tallest midget? Like, what is that? <laughs> How good is that? Could, the they, could they beat an OHL team? The Austrian, like for example, name me the best Austrian ever to play in the NHL. I don't know. 
Hey, who's the best player ever to play for the Austrian national team? I knew their captain, Jeff Geiger, many years ago. The captain, he played for the Ottawa 67s. He was the captain of the Austrian national team. Oh, wow. I think he got him a good, a nice apartment and a nice car. But if you could, if you could see, I don't know, the London Knights take on uh, this team. Oh, I think would that be them. competitive? No, I think they'd beat them. I think the London Knights would probably beat these guys pretty good. I think they'd beat them pretty darn good, considering that four or five of them are going to go to the World Junior Championships. Anyway, so so much for that. So uh, okay, so hopefully this week. I'm thinking this week we'll have an announcement about William Nylander. Did you follow this uh, drama that um, Dubis was spotted at the Rangers game? Yeah, I think sure. it was last night. Well, he was working. Yes, right. So there was a lot of speculation that he there was a trade brewing, and then mm-hmm. somebody pointed out the obvious, which is that the, the agent is based in Manhattan. That's right. And, of course, he's probably there to see Nylander's agent. But it's all very like, you're in cloak and daggers now, right? Well, it's, it wouldn't be cloak and dagger if he was spotted at Madison Square Garden where everybody can see you, right? Uh, so I think he's just doing his job. And as long as, look, if someone said, look, if the, your job was the general manager of an NHL team and you happen to be in Manhattan, Madison Square Garden was nearby. You could get into the rink for free, Right. To see a game, get a little work done, a little schmoozing, a little networking, (laughs) hot dog, right? With that brown mustard that they have, the Goldens, it's so good. Okay, we're getting off track here. Kudos to the Anaheim Ducks, who retired Paul Correa's number nine. And when the Anaheim players hit the ice for warm-up, they were all wearing number nine with Correa's name on the back. All of them. I love that. The only other Anaheim number to have been retired, Mike? Oh, uh, Solani. Correct. Number eight, Tamu Solani. The next... Number to be retired by the Anaheim Mighty Ducks will be... Pronger? No. Niedermeyer? That's right, number 27, <laughs> Scott Niedermeyer. Sure. All right, that'll be in February. Uh, he won the Con Smythe, you know, the year that the uh, Ducks won the Stanley Cup. He could have been a Leaf, you know. I know he could have been. Um, <laughs> so anyway, he had his number 27 already retired, though. So this would be Scott Niedermeyer being one of uh, only seven. So he only got one of seven. NHLers to have their number retired by two different teams. Number 27 was retired in 2011 by the New Jersey Devils. Number 27 will be retired in February uh, by the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. Mighty Ducks. The Department of Redundancy Department. (laughs) So anyway, here we go. Bobby Hull, number nine, was retired by the Chicago Oh, I don't get to guess because I haven't cheated. Just, you know, I haven't cheated. But uh, but please proceed. Sorry. I I thought I was excited. I was going to be engaged here in a trivia contest. Go ahead. Bobby Hull, number nine. Go ahead. Who else? I now that I've stopped the show, for Come this, I feel bad. But I was going to say, it, probably like a Mark Messier, I would think. That's right. Rangers in Edmonton, that's two. And I mean, Gretzky for sure. That's three. Edmonton and Los Angeles. How many am I missing? Uh, you're missing did one. Did Phil Esposito two. get, uh, does he have a Bruins and nope. a Rangers? Or, nope. Or, no? Okay. Nope. 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 Uh, then Paul Coffey, maybe? No. no. You're missing the obvious one, the greatest oh. player ever. The greatest player, Bobby. Well, no, because Bobby only played, he played one year in Chicago. The but greatest no player ever. Greatest player ever. Hold right. on. I mentioned Bobby Hull. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned Gretzky. You mentioned Messier. Greatest yeah. player ever. 52-year-old. Had two sons that played in the NHL. Died recently. Come on, it's Gordie Howe, for Gordie, gosh sakes. You well, forgot Gordie uh, Howe. We see, I'm a younger man than you. When you say greatest player ever, I think uh, hey, Gretzky, played, maybe, when Gretzky or... Played, when, Gretzky, when Gretzky <laughs> played and he was 40, it was a big deal. Gordie Howe played until okay. he was 52. Yes, he did. So anyway, Gordie Howe, Bobby Howe, Wayne Gretzky... Mark Messier, correct. So you got three more. Uh, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this is Toronto Mike. He, he wanted to play the trivia game. <laughs> I did want to and play the trivia game. And he doesn't realize badly. that the trivia master is I in saw a the hurry. future. It's John Tavares. He's I saw in a the hurry. future. I don't know. You better help me out. I'm going to help you out here with Ray Bork, who I don't know why. No, call see, him, call, see, but the, no, 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 not see. Ray Bork is one of the players. How about Patrick Waugh? Yes. Okay. 
Because right. you mentioned Colorado. You. There you go. So Colorado, is the that's the reason for it. They were the ones. Colorado added Patrick Waugh and Ray Bork because they both won Stanley Cups. Absolutely. Right? You got Messier, you got Bork, you got Waugh, you got Gretzky, you got Hull, you got Howe. Who's the only other player? And by the way, mm -hmm. this is the player that had his number retired, this number retired in this city, mm -hmm. and that number retired in that city. Oh, I The like only this. one. The answer to our trivia is who? Doug Gilmore. Come on. I don't know. Stop it. I have no idea. Tim Horton. Oh, shoot. Tim Horton wore number seven for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, by the way, King Clancy also wore that number. It's been retired by. But And what number did you wear in Buffalo? I don't know. Two. Two. There you go. So the answer is Tim Horton. Greg Terrian was number seven, the late Greg, Greg Terrian. was number seven. So was Rocky Saginaw. Yeah, they didn't retire. See, that's the other thing is the Leafs, they dragged their heels. Like a lot of franchises dragged their heels until someone said, don't you think you should retire the guy's number? <laughs> and then you go back and say, yeah, well, geez, Horton was seven. And so, so was King Clancy. Let's make it a kind of a blanket thing. Right. Okay. Saturday night, the Tampa Bay Lightning led 3-1 in Minnesota against the Wild. All right. Minnesota came back and tied the game. Took the lead late in the third period at home. The crowd screaming. And then Tampa ties the game with an empty, uh, with the goalie pulled. And now they go to overtime and the Wild win at 5-4. So Tampa is just, they blew a lead. They came back. They tied. They lost in overtime. And now the next day they got to play in Chicago. Next day, which was yesterday, they got to play in Chicago. So they go to Chicago. I don't know what Coach John Cooper said to Tampa after blowing the game. I don't know what he said. But Tampa set an NHL record. With 33 shots on goal in the second period against Chicago, they outshot the Hawks 33 to six in the second period. Now you're at That's home. That's amazing. You're at home. You're playing a team that just came off a loss the night before in overtime that had to travel to come to your lair, and they outshoot you 33 six in your own barn. Can that you imagine? And win and and beat you six three. Beat the stuffings out of you with 55. You allow 55 shots on goal. You're at home. What's a team just played the night before. You allow 55 shots on goal. You're Chicago Blackhawks. What's the record for shots in a period? That's it. I just told you. They set an NHL record. Oh, 33 actually, shots in a period. Unbelievable. Isn't that something? That's crazy. I had no idea. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that is amazing stuff. All right, I'm going to cue you for the music now, Mike, because now we're going to go to Round Ball, the National Basketball Association, where fines and suspensions were handed out after a Donnybrook during the Los Angeles Lakers home opener against the Houston Rockets. Lakers swingman Brandon Ingram was banned for four games. Rajon Rondo for three, and Rockets guard Chris Paul assessed a two-game suspension after Paul put his finger in Rondo's face, and Rondo replied with a punch. And then Ingram came into the fray, and he's a big guy, and threw some wild punches into the, uh, into the melee, I guess, into the fray. So thank you to the Tragically Hip song from Road Apple's Fight. Because it's a fighting song. Because in the NBA, you're not supposed to fight. And when you do fight in the NBA, you should be suspended for longer than four, three, and two games. You should be gone for 15 games. Remember the malice at the palace? Remember the Detroit Pistons in Indiana where they went up into the crowd and Run fought? Run our test. F right. 15-game suspensions, 30-game suspensions. He had to change his name. Yeah. Carmelo Anthony, by the way, who plays for the Rockets now, could not believe the leniency meted out by Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner, because Carmelo was suspended for 15 games not that many years ago for his part in a brawl against the Knicks when he was playing for Denver. So is two, three, and four games, is that's is it even a slap on the wrist? I mean, you should not be fighting throwing punches in the NBA. That should be the expulsion for, for longer. I think. 15 games. What do you think, Mike? 
I think that sounds like a little preferential treatment for, uh, I don't Superstars? know, I want to be, uh, yeah. How Fox. do you sell tickets if your superstar players aren't playing? Is that what you're And that was me? LeBron's uh, home debut in, That's uh, right, in, in Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. Yeah. By the way, you buried the lead. First of all, an inspired choice. Uh, what a great jam from Road Apples to tragically ah, have. Fight. I almost want to turn it up and just. Oh, I remember when they used to play this a lot in concert and and you'd get yourself in a little fight. Well, you know, you'd knock back a couple of Jack Daniels <laughs> and you just go looking for trouble, yeah. So you buried the lead on the... Uh, How the, did I bury the lead? So, did you know, right. speaking of rock and roll, Red Hot Chili Peppers frontman Anthony Kiedis yes. was also kicked out during that brawl. Was was kicked out of... Out of uh, Staples Center. Right. And, you know, he's a big Los Angeles guy and yes, he loves he his Lakers. He Him does. and Flea were at the game. Yeah. And he he was so upset in that melee... Yes. Melee... That he gave the finger to like uh, somebody uh, from the opposing team right. or something, and uh, they escorted him out of the building. He didn't right. get to see it end. Right, not the first time it's happened. Is that right? So you, you know, you didn't know that, eh? Tell me. Oh well, there's a lot of look. There's a lot of people. Okay, some famous, some not so famous. That that not don't regularly get kicked out, but regularly cause problems courtside, right, in the face of the players. Oh, like a guy named Drake? <laughs> uh, you said it, not me. You said it, not me. They want, they feel they can be part of the game. Have you ever seen the Red Hot Chili Peppers in concert? I saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers at the Troubadour in Los Angeles before any of them had tattoos. Is it before, before Mother's Milk? Or oh, was it? Yeah. Before any of them had tattoos, and they came out on stage only wearing sanitary socks over their penises and right. testicles. So this Ma- would have been around 19, Amazing. I'm going to say 1980, 1980, 81. Wow. Yeah. It's At the Troubadour in Los Mouth, Angeles. Way before Mother's Day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay, amazing. Yeah. The Blasters op- uh, The blasters were on that bill as well. Amazing. Yeah, it was really something. You should have another podcast where you just talk about music. I'll leave that to you. <laughs> um, uh, okay, where was I here now? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, for- so I forgot. So the Raptors. I forgot about the Raptors. I forgot all about them. Talking about the fights and everything like that. Um, the Raptors, the other night, go into Washington, okay? They're going to play three three games in four nights. is very rare for the NBA. Just a quirk in the schedule. Very rare. When you got a guy who only played nine games last year, Kawhi Leonard, you got to ease him in. So what do they do? They go to Washington. I'm looking on the bench. I don't even see Kawhi in uniform. I don't even see him in street clothes. Where is he? And then I find out that they left him home. They left him home. Don't even come on the trip. Rest up. You played 73 minutes in your first two games. You had a couple of double-doubles, and I'm not talking about Tim Horton. Um <laughs> And it's going to take some TLC to ensure that you don't tire out early in the season. So you stay home. Smart. rest of the guys will go to Washington. We'll beat the Wizards anyway. I thought that was great. What's amazing is that like, when you saw on paper, you, when you learned they were resting Kawhi and you thought that's a smart move, you actually, in your mind, at least I did, I chalked up, it's okay to lose this one. It's okay one. to lose this yeah, one. Yeah, this that's is a road right. game. We won that the game in Boston. Hopefully right. we're going to talk about that in a minute. But you won the big game against the Celtics. What a game that was. Wasn't now, that great on Friday night? You know what? I mean, Full I could, value these first could you not Raptor watch games? those two teams yeah. play a seven game series? Could you not like now if you said in the middle of the season, said just let's see them play seven games in a row against each other, get a little playoff preview right. happening. We, I, was, I could hardly wait because the lineups match up beautifully. And yeah. let's face it, the Raptors, I mean, OK, second game of the season, but still they had their full complement. Oh, my goodness. You and uh, apparently that set the, uh, the that's the highest rated ESPN yes. Raptor game in regular sure. season. Well, because uh, the ESPN now, see, now that Leonard is here. They've got their LeBron in Los Angeles. That's yeah. a slam dunk. Le- LeBron in LA is a slam dunk. Happen, you know, all much LA happens. You've got Boston, of course, which is a fantastic draw on the East Coast, more so than the Knicks or any other team in the East, right? Maybe yeah. Philly might be second in the Northeast, but Boston's the big draw. Yes. And now that Kawhi is in Toronto, it's a natural. 
LeBron's in L.A., Kawhi's in Canada. Kawhi. Right. And, and also, they didn't have Kawhi last year at all to talk about. The guy played nine games. And he was on a San Antonio team where they suppress everything. You can't find anything out. Nobody speaks except for the coach. He doesn't, right. And Popovich doesn't even speak. <laughs> so now Kawhi is, hey, what's going on with Kawhi? Hey, the Raptors are off to a 3-0 start. It's great. Great. So we win that game in Boston. Now, all us, us fans, I think we all said, okay, it's okay to lose this one. We, we're sitting our superstar. Yep. We're on the road back-to-back. Uh, and Washington's a decent team. they got a couple of great players hey, there. That's a good team. we played them in the playoffs before. <laughs> yeah, John Wall. Right. And uh, unbelievable game, how they all stepped up. I mean, so good. Kyle Lowry has been unbelievable. I know small sample size. Well, no, games, no, no, but, but no, it's uh, the thing is, he's guy's been an all-star before. Very sure. few people are talking about Kyle Lowry. They're all, the more you talk about Kawhi, the less you talk about the other guys. Right. But, but I mean, Lowry is, is a superstar type player. Forget about his former relationship with, with um, DeMar. That's part, of, that's part of the business. Right. But look at the complementary players that the Raptors have now as opposed to before. He, like Fred Van Vliet took a shot. Looked like he was he thought he was Steph Curry for a bit here. He was way deep and he took this three in an important key point in yeah. that game and drains it. Oh, and that, was he off he off was, balance, yeah. yeah. Fading to his right off balance. Yeah, off and, oh balance. my nothing but net. Well the ball went right through Ibaka's. It was a great inbounds play and Ibaka bobbled the ball. And Ibaka looks like the old Ibaka. Well, because he's playing the five. <laughs> See that's the thing. He's playing the he's a center. You go small, you go with Ibaka. It's gonna, you're going to have rebounding problems. He's not as good a rebounder as Valanciunas, but he's a different kind of player. Right. But rarely will you see those two guys, and I mentioned this before, on the court together because you want Valanciunas as your big, big, right, against another guy's big, big. But if the other team is playing small, you can afford to put Ibaka in there and have a really small lineup with Ibaka, Leonard, and three guards, Danny Green, Van Vliet and Lowry, which, by the way, yeah. what a fivesome they were. Yeah. No, I know. Ah, man, great awesome. start to the Good season. Stuff. So and it's funny, just as the, the Leafs were like the best show in town, yeah. but then they decided to take a couple of nights off being the best show in town at the same time as the Raptors showed know, up to, fun, to take it? three and four nights. So it's, at least we have the two teams, yeah. so there's always something going on. Then there's here TFC, which I, maybe we'll talk about them. Uh, okay, so the Raptors have got uh, tonight, they're at home against Charlotte, and that's Kemba Walker, who's a Raptors killer, always has been, always. 39 points he had Saturday in a one-point win over Miami. And... By the way, Kemba Walker is the first player in franchise history to score 10,000 points. He uh, leads the NBA this year with um, 19 three-pointers. And uh, by the way, mm -hmm. Charlotte leads the NBA with 46 three-pointers. So the Raptors' defense had better get out there by on the three-point line to take on uh, Charlotte. Should be a good one. And that D has looked great so far in yeah. a small sample size. Yeah. Yeah. In the NFL, I don't even want to talk about the Buffalo Bills, but I'll mention the fact because a lot of my friends are NFL fans and they're Cowboys fans who lost. <laughs> Way to go, Cowboys. Smart. Uh, to Washington. But anyway, uh, so Buffalo just looks so bad. They got beat 37-5 by Indy. They'll be auditioning quarterbacks all week, Mike. So how's your arm <laughs> feel? I was going to say, is Doug Flutie still able how's to throw? Uh, get feel? him back there. My yeah. arm's okay. How's your arm feel? <laughs> uh, by the way, the coach for Indianapolis was Frank Reich. Oh, yeah. Okay. Come back against yeah, the Oilers. One. Uh, Derek Anderson was the starting quarterback for the Bills. He was horrible. He threw three picks, and he lost the fumble after being named the starter. He was on vacation with his family in Seattle and his three kids. And when well, you want to come play football for Buffalo? Okay. Uh, and he took over for Josh Allen, who was injured, and for Nathan Peterman, who is ineffective. Is, can, right. is there a worse word than ineffective? <laughs> ineffective is a nice way. Incompetent. <laughs> no, in, but ineffective. In, yeah. He's not effective. He's ineffective. Right. I mean, instead of, as opposed to horrible. <laughs> which is, so the Buffalo Bills have, in their last four games, 31 points. Hmm. 31 points in their last four games. Horrible. Can you, I mean, as I don't follow this closely as you How do. How are we doing for time, uh, by the way? It's at 23 minutes here. But I was going to ask about uh, Blake Bortles. Do I have that right? Yeah. Uh, okay, so all over my Twitter feed, Blake Bortles is that 
would you be able to succinctly tell me why uh, we should all be excited about this guy? Uh, or am I putting you on the spot? No, you're not putting me on the spot. <laughs> no, listen, young quarterbacks, like Patrick Mahomes is the best young quarterback in the game. But there are a lot of young guys. Marcus Mariota, Blake Bortles is in that with Jacksonville. Um, because the Tom Brady's and the Drew Breeses and the Aaron Rodgerses of this world are um, on their way out. So what's the next generation of young quarterbacks, strong-armed quarterbacks, guys that can lead teams to championships? Cam Newton's. There's another one. So, you know, and, and I forgot to mention the old guard. Uh, what happened? Manning. I mean, Eli Manning is old. And Ben Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger is old. I yeah. mean, Andrew Luck is not old, but Andrew Luck is not a, the, the, the young, young gun. I mean, he's... Is Aaron Rodgers old? Yeah. Okay. He's old. And he, he, and like he just took over for Favre. <laughs> yeah, well, well he was, but he was a backup for a number of years sure. as well. So, um, yeah, keep your eye on these young, strong-arm quarterbacks. The NFL game is a different game now. I mean, it's, these guys are mad bombers. They're, they're winding up and firing. Look at the Bears yesterday. The Bears on the last play of the game throw a Hail Mary. The guy catches it at the one-yard line but can't get into the end zone on the last play of the game. So he fires, so uh, I, I can't think of the kid's name. Sibisky? Oh, geez, I can't think of his name. I, I'm, that's terrible. The new quarterback for the Bears. But anyway, he fires the ball 60 yards downfield. They make the catch at the one-yard line, and then five guys tackle him at the one, and he can't get in. It was great. And the question, of course, was why didn't you throw it into the end zone? Dude, the guy threw the ball 60 or 70 yards in the air. He couldn't quite get it into the end zone. What do you want? Crazy. So, so um, Mahomes sounds like he's the uh, the blue chipper young uh, quarterback just, to keep an eye on. Fantastic, they, but there's a bunch of them. There yeah, are a bunch, cool. and, and more to keep an eye on. There's uh, there's all kinds of. Uh, I mean, Carson Wentz for Philadelphia, even though they lost. Um, um, oh, the guy for the for the Browns, uh, Baker Mayfield. I mean, wonderful young, terrific players. Poor Browns. That's another story. In baseball, the World Series begins Tuesday. You do this. Uh, in Boston, Red Sox against the Dodgers, um, and the series goes two three two. Don't forget that, folks. It used to be two two one one one. There's too much travel time. So advantage Boston there. Chris Sale gets the start for Boston in Game One. He told the media that the reason he had a stomach ailment was because of a belly button ring. He did it on purpose. <laughs> it was my belly button ring. I had a problem with it. I had to get it taken out. There was a there was a, an infection. But he set this up for the media just to have some fun. <laughs> what a joker that Chris Sale is. <laughs> Don't know who's going to start for the Dodgers. It should be Clayton Kershaw. He pitched one clean inning on Saturday when they beat Milwaukee. The Dodgers did. He had a big lead there, so he'll have plenty of rest. So that would be a good that'd be a good one, eh? Chris Sale against Clayton Kershaw. Two best pitchers. Two of the best, for sure. How heavily favored are the Red Sox? Uh, I don't. I haven't they looked feel at, like a heavy favorite. I haven't today. looked at the betting line, but, you know, the Dodgers were there last year. I mean, they were there. They were in the World Series last Boston was not. Boston lost to Houston, but the Dodgers were there. So I think something has to be said about you were you were there. You didn't quite grab the golden ring. It was close. You're back for a second kick at the can. You have basically the same team, but you have Manny Machado now who likes to kick first baseman on his way by the bag. <laughs> you got some feistier guys there. You got some the defense for the Dodgers has been unbelievable. The catches they've been making, the plays they've been making on that team. And and you know, I look at I say this because the Blue Jays were the worst fielding team in baseball. They, you know, a simple, some simple plays, simple cutoff, hitting the cutoff, man, stuff like that. The Dodgers don't, they don't do that. The Dodgers are excellent, an excellent defensive team. Ex well, and even Puig is a great outfielder, even though he loves overthrowing the cutoff man to show how strong his arm is, throwing it on the fly. But they're fundamentally sound defensively, and that's why they win. And the Blue Jays do not. Um, so, yeah, uh, I like the Red Sox. They won 108 games this year. They finished off Houston. Houston was a good team, eh? 
They yeah. lost the first and then won four in a row. Yeah. And remember, they dispatched the Yankees in the division series in four games. So they did pretty no well. No small feat there. I mean, look at that regular season, too. How many did what are they, how many wins did they end up with? I can't remember now, but like 100 and, I don't know. Who, the Yankees? No, the Red Sox. Like they, they, 108. Yeah, 108. We, Jays have never won 100, by the way. That's a fun fact for you. That's very true. Uh, Steve Pierce is on that team, too. I don't like the Red Sox, but uh, Steve Pierce hit a couple of walk-off grand slams when my awesome. son was at the Dome. So yeah, I always was... like that guy. Yeah, he's got a flair for the dramatic. J.D. Martinez, I mean, they got a stacked lineup, Boston. They really do. I don't think L.A.'s hitting lineup is as good, but L.A., you know, they play that great defense, defense and pitching. Rocco Baldelli could be the next manager of the Toronto Blue Jays, or he may not be. Uh, this after the Cincinnati Reds made David Bell their new manager over the weekend and the Los Angeles Angels named Brad Osmus as their new skipper, replacing Mike Sosha. So Baldelli is apparently one of five finalists for the Jays' job, and I expect we'll have an announcement this week. In fact, I'd like to see the Jays scoop the Leafs by, by mentioning who their manager will be prior to the Leafs mentioning that William Nylander has been signed. I think those are two big things to watch for this week. Yes, and then the, hear the collective city uh, forget about the Jays news and just uh, celebrate the Nylander news. That would that would you know I don't think the the city uh, has them and on the same. Who's you managing? Think, wait, wait. Not, who's managing the Jays is very interesting, but, but it's not. It's, it's but it's not, not as nearly, exciting, right? No, I mean, not even close. You want to hear Nylander signed? All right, as opposed to yeah, we got Mister X for the manager. And I'm not sure it matters who. I'm not even sure it matters who the who the because as long as it's not John Farrell, I think it's not going to be John Farrell. Uh-huh. It's not going to be John Gibbons. No. Um, TFC, you know, I, I really, I'm, I'm so disappointed. I'm, I've been watching some really terrific soccer. You know, the English Premier League I watch. I watch La Liga. I watch the Bundesliga. I even watch the Turkish soccer. I watch... Uh, wow. Ga- yeah. I watch, That's uh, hardcore. Uh, Fe- um, Federbace and uh, Gal- Galatasaray or something like that. Yeah. I like having it on. I think I get the channels for free. I think there's a free preview there. And I'm watching the soccer channels. I mean, this is, it's beautiful. It is when it's well played. It's, it's really quite something. So, but I'm watching TFC. And I just, oh, they, you know, mm, they lost to um, uh, the impact. But they're playing for nothing, right? This is, uh, they're probably resting people. And well, I mean, the Jimmy, season's over. Jimmy played and Bradley played. Okay. But they made, a, they made some really stupid errors. They just, you know, they just weren't thinking. And they've, they've made a lot of, like, mistakes it, 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 you know, they've got some really good players. They've got some talent out there. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Craig – is Craig Vandy the guy? Is he the guy to keep going with this uh, team? Do you change managers now? We're only one season removed uh, from winning everything. I know, I so know. So I feel I know, like – It's uh, a decline. I'm worried about TFC. <laughs> it's a surprise uh, it development. Yeah, they're not going to make the playoffs. It doesn't look like Montreal is going to make the playoffs either. What about Vancouver? Are we? Am I? I, I like we're talking. This is Toronto. Do we? I, do I even care about the Vancouver White Cops? No, I don't. Could I tell you anybody on their team except for that kid, that seventeen-year-old? I just know Steve Nash is somehow involved <laughs> with the White Cops. All right, forget that. <laughs> and finally, before we go, Toronto's Jerome Drayton. If you know anything about sports, Jerome Drayton, one of the great marathon runners of all time, of all time, he's from Toronto. I think he's from this neck of the woods. I think it's. I think they got a mural. Uh, I saw yeah. a mural in New Toronto for. Yeah. Toronto. Takes the subway apparently everywhere. <laughs> very, he's a very like quiet, very quiet guy and a very uh, low key guy, uh, and um, should be more famous than he is. But that's a Canadian thing, I guess. Anyway, he set the record in 1975 for the marathon, the fastest marathon time by a Canadian in 1975. Finally, after 43 years, it was beaten. Cam Levins of BC finished fourth in yesterday's Scotiabank Toronto Marathon, the Waterfront Marathon. He finished fourth, but in doing so, in 209.25, he broke Drayton's 43-year-old Canadian record. I'm watching Global News at six because I like Global News. And they congratulated the winner. Uh, And then they said he broke the record um, set by Jerome Dayton. Mm. 
And I said to myself, it's Drayton. He'll fix it. And then later on saying, and then he, the announcer said, Jerome Dayton again. So twice. And uh, I tweeted something, and then someone said, there was a typo, Hebsey. It wasn't a mistake. It wasn't a, you know poor research. It was a typo. But your sports readers should have the wherewithal to realize that it was well, a this typo. Was actually, it was actually the news anchor. Okay. But yes, the anchor is responsible for going over the copy, right? Typos or no in the teleprompter. You're reading out of a teleprompter. I would think that I would like to think that the you know that this wasn't a last second thing. That'd because, be like calling uh, because the know. marathon had been over for several hours, so you had a chance to go over the copy and say, "Oh, he broke the record by a Toronto guy. Who? Jerome Drayton? Jerome Dayton? No, Jerome Drayton. Jerome Dayton? No, Jerome Drayton." And then he goes on the air, and and whoever typed it up or whatever, and a lot of times the anchor do they'll do their own script. They'll they'll go into ENPS, which is the news system, and they'll they'll type up their own script. A lot of them do. But anyway, anyway, so I tweeted it out. Never saw an apology from Global News. I used to work there. If that happened when I was working there and somebody said something on the air like that, believe me, the phones would be ringing off the hook. Hey, dummy, you blew it. It's Jerome Drayton, not Dayton. So. It's like saying Sidney Cosby. Yes, exactly right. Oh, it was a typo. You should know anyway. Anyway, so I think Global should apologize, and that's, that's that. All right, I've run out of time. We've run out of time. We've run out of time. We've decided it's time to go. So that's it for episode 46 of Hebsey on Sports. Brought to you by Crosswinds Golf and Country Club in Burlington. Just 46 minutes from, da- from downtown Toronto. Traffic's been <laughs> terrible lately. Get your fall golf on by visiting crosswindsgolf.com. Book your 2019 or 2020 wedding there. It's a beautiful place. I was there the other day. It was a little cool, but lovely. And the leaves changing colors. Oh, don't get me started. And don't forget, if you have any questions about mortgages, don't hesitate to contact John Vassos, the mortgage expert. 647-533-1440. Give Johnny V a call. You can talk Leafs too, but he'll he'll give you the, the uh, sound advice on mortgages. He doesn't work for the banks. He works for you. Call or text John today. 647-533-1440. Thanks as always to Toronto Mike for production and inspiration. You can follow him at Toronto Mike. You can follow me at Hebsey Man. And please tell all your friends about Hebsey on Sports. Retweet, share. Make sure you have them subscribe for free. Write a nice review. Grab their device from them. Just grab their device out of their pants and subscribe for them. It's really easy. Just, you know, go to podcast like that. Simple. Thanks for allowing us into your headspace, folks. Back with another episode of Hebsey on Sports very soon. Until then, so long for now. <laughs>